welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Join us as we sit down with church leaders to discuss relevant trends and issues for today's church. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's dive into a new episode of Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us for Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Pierce, and I'll be your host. Communication within the local churches is vitally important uh, when it comes to just not only communicating with your congregation, but with, especially with your community, so they will have a better understanding of who you are and what your purpose is. We have with us today uh, Chris Turner. He is the Director of Communications with the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining us. Hey, Kevin, I'm glad to be be here. Uh, I love Camp Radio because you've had so many cool people on here. I was just kind of wondering if I was ever going to make the cut. Oh, well, you're the reason why we have Camp Radio today. Oh. Because yeah, uh, I talked to you a few years ago about doing a podcast, and and so it actually took me over a year before we actually did something. And so uh, all your wisdom and advice, because you had been doing – uh, video podcast yeah. and a lot of those, you know, they, we're all social media. So I, I've kind of learned from what you did. So well, what's funny is, is of all the podcasts that have been started by the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, this has been the most consistent one. So maybe we need to get you to come and show us how to do podcasting. Well, it's hard. It's hard to be consistent when yeah. you got so many other things to do. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. That. Well, Chris, tell me a little bit about yourself. So uh, I was born in West Tennessee. My dad's retired Navy, and so I was born at the military base over in Millington. Uh, transferred you know, our family to Florida, Texas, California, and then back to uh, Millington about the sixth grade. Graduated from high school there. Went to college at Washita Baptist University. Started out as an accounting major because I just was certain that since they count all the money, accountants must be rich. I uh, didn't know that was more probably the Enron model of uh, accounting, but uh, and I flunked out of that actually, and then flunked into journalism, which I call a providential failure. Uh, it and it fit like hand in glove, and so I've been a sports writer, sports editor, uh, overseas correspondent for the International Mission Board, uh, traveling in Central and South America and other places in the world. Um, I, it's. I've had the opportunity to work in 37 countries, which, you know, is um, just a blessing. That is not the plan that I had for my life. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thankful it was God's plan. And so I've a uh, media relations manager at Lifeway Christian Resources and have been here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board as uh, director of communications for almost 10 years, unbelievably. So tell me what what that means so your director of communication yeah but what does that mean within our convention yeah so is that a trick question nope, or no. okay so this i actually need to figure this out pretty quick <laughs> so uh, really you know our de- our department our group our team at the tennessee baptist mission board uh we have somebody on our team that i call web dude i've actually forgotten what his actual title is uh and then i've got a couple of graphic designers production manager that oversees them uh, we do like, we're the ones that basically create everything you see that represents the Tennessee Baptist mission board and a lot of, uh, you know, like the videos and everything else, all of that we're responsible for. It's, it's our job to, um, 
help people understand what it is that the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board does. And so that when we serve churches, uh, since our mission statement is making Christ known by serving churches, we want people to know that our responsibility within uh, the life of Tennessee Baptists and within the Tennessee Baptist Convention is that we serve churches, and it's our job as a communications group to to help people understand that mm-hmm. and know that it's available and help them understand how we might be able to do that. Now, you range from your responsibilities of directing as, as small as um, our titles and how that looks and the yeah. color on each email to our logo to uh, not only any kind of design that's seen, anything that's sent out. Even the BNR, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Babson Reflector does fall under uh, my responsibility. Lonnie Wilkie, of course, has been uh, our editor for thirty something years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we even make people's signatures on the their email. Yeah, all be uniform. Yeah, and uh, you know, if somebody has some special certification from Microsoft or something, they want to add that. And we make them take it off. And, but all of those details, and we'll be talking about branding in just a moment, but all of those details are just important when you're trying to position your organization. Sure. sure. Well, let's talk about uh, just about communication. Uh, so we, you know, we talked about, uh, you may have mm. had discussion about how our society has changed mm. in the last three years, especially when it comes to communication and, and how our churches communicate with uh, the community around it. And so that has changed as far as we, video, yeah. video, social media presence, yeah. internet presence, that type of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and many of uh, churches do not have websites, which they can easily get. Yeah. Yeah. So when, you know, you talk about just the change over the past three years, obviously our, our culture has been transitioning to like heavy media mm-hmm. especially on social media with platforms like TikTok and those types of things but covid really accelerated and forced mm-hmm. that because uh you know up until covid there's a lot of churches that didn't have any type of of web presence mm-hmm. whether a website or anything but during that time during that year um, I received a lot of phone calls from churches of various sizes, most of them small, but even medium-sized churches that were wanting to know, how do I get my church on Facebook Live? Because mm-hmm. they had no concept. And really were shocked to find out it was as simple as having an iPhone mm-hmm. or a, or an Android that you, know, you had a Facebook account for. Um, and so, you know, we, we've, we've just, we've, we've moved into an era where, uh, a, you've got to have a presence, and and B, you know things are really visually driven. Even if it's a photo on Facebook of baptisms this last Sunday, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's communicating something about your church that uh, the larger community needs to know about. And so uh, it, that aspect of communications, especially when you're trying to raise awareness has just become so important. Uh, it, it's always been kind of important, but since so many people, you know, are shopping online, including for churches, mm-hmm. having that presence is just really a non-negotiable for churches these days. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're 
we had generations as well, younger generations, but older churches that connect through social media. We have people moving from other states that are looking before they arrive in the area and uh, looking for a church home. And, and, and those are critical that you have something. I think you made a statement that even now that, uh, and it may not, this thing doesn't probably apply for every case, but social media is not as important as it once was in the marketing, but you have to have it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, it is important, but what's more important than having it is knowing how to use it. Yeah. And so, you know, people, people will say, well, you know, I just don't have time to do Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, which is now X and um, uh, TikTok and all these other platforms. And, and so, you know, my response is, it's not necessarily how much you do, it's how well you do what you do. Mm-hmm. So you can have just a Facebook platform, mm-hmm. but if you do it well and know what it is you're trying to accomplish with that platform, mm-hmm. then it can be a very strategic platform. Like if you sat down and say, okay, what is, you know, what do I want to, what do I want my Facebook account to be for our church? And if it's like one of the things you write down is, I, I want it to, I wanted to communicate a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's going to dictate the type of images or video that you put on that church. But now, but basically another way of saying that is that's part of your strategy, your social media strategy. So you're going to do things like the Memorial Day picnic and photos of that and people celebrating baptisms or, you know, a youth group at Centrifuge or whatever. I mean, you're going to you're going to put those things on that reinforce that idea, especially if it says, you know, First Baptist Church, uh, a, a church of community. Well, then all the stuff or stuff that you have on there reinforces that idea. So social media can be a complete and total waste of time, mm-hmm. a total waste of time except if you know why you're doing what you're doing. So that's that's an important aspect of it. So a church really needs to sit down if we're going to do this, and, or even if they are doing it now, but they're just doing it blindly. Right. They're just kind of throwing it out. Oh, well, let's just do social media. Yeah. They kind of post a few things, and they have a presence, but they really need to draw a purpose. Why are we doing this? Yeah, so, and this is really very simple. I mean, you, there's all kinds of... Um, like if you just Google uh, social media planning sheets or something, it'll give you some ideas on how you could do this. But really, it's as easy as taking a yellow sheet of uh, like a yellow legal pad mm-hmm. and sitting down and just going, okay, what what do we want to communicate as a church? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, with that, though, you start thinking about, okay, so what, what type of post goes up? So here's here's kind of how we've approached social media at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. So a lot of times on Sunday, what we'll do is we have a uh, like a it's created in the app Canva, mm-hmm. um, which isn't difficult to learn at all. It might be a Bible verse that we uh, put up, and uh, you know just something to celebrate, you know, the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. And those always get a lot of traffic and it reinforces, you know, just like us trying to encourage our churches, you know, praying for pastors out there or whatever. Like Monday, for a long time, we've done what we've called Monday morning quotes. So this might be a quote by Adrian Rogers or Billy Graham or, you know, uh, Charles Spurgeon or something like that. 
where uh, we're just really trying to reinforce, you know, the 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 magnitude of uh, scripture, of faith, mm-hmm. of you know the Lord, uh, salvation, all those types of things. So we take a picture of Billy Graham and we have it up there, and, and you know we'll have the text on there. And man, people eat that stuff up. They love it. And I love it too, because I mean, it's just cool to have these little sound bites that reinforce the faith we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, we feature events. So every church is going to have events, especially as you're coming up on Bible school and those types of things. So um, just kind of thinking through what do we want to do? Yeah. And and it, it's not that difficult. Um, it just takes somebody taking a little bit of time to sit down with maybe a couple other people and coming up with a plan. Well, and it's always good. I notice within a, a church uh, that you say so your youth went on a youth trip, they'll post pictures about, you know, the, the trip. And, and the church gets excited about that because they get to share pictures of their kids or some kind of, uh, you know, church social they had. And so it does show some community and they can kind of interact. But also that other aspect of, okay, there's lost people that uh, how do we impact those people that are on the web and they, they see our social media and they don't know Christ? Are, are we are we witnessing to them through our social media as well? Maybe just start through our unity yeah. within the church. Yeah, and, you know, I think it is definitely worthwhile for people to have, um, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be hardcore evangelism. It might just be a thought that that provokes people to think about their spiritual condition. And if you, Hey, if you'd like more information, contact us at the church, we'd love to talk to you. I want to back up to something you just said about, uh, you know, churches of youth camp and stuff like that. I think all of that's very good, but I think churches, especially churches in Tennessee, and I know it's beyond that. Tennessee is my context. Um, we also have to be very careful about pictures we put on, right? social media with children because uh, uh, sadly there are situations where um, a parent who has has who is alienated from a child and maybe there's a restraining order against a child um, we don't want to we don't want to show a child on social media who's who's being protected or their whereabouts might not be known by that other parent and I know that those cases are, are kind of extreme and hopefully not ubiquitous, but we also need to be aware of that, especially if there's a foster situation or something like that. So um, churches just need to think through and they need to make sure parents are okay, especially if it is an event like the, oh, the church youth groups going to Central Kid. They just need to know like what the situation is with the kids there. And I'm not, I'm not trying to scare people off because churches do it successfully all the time. I'm just saying churches need to be aware of that sensitivity when it comes to their social media and uh, putting children up. It's always good to get when you do, especially with kids that you're getting a, uh, uh, a, a uh, permission slip mm. to, or form yeah. from them and see if you get permission to be able to, doing kind of posting kind of social media and that way you do know find out circumstances say that uh, i don't need to do this with this child and usually if that's the case you may limit the amount of of photos you may even put up 
based on that too. Well, and then, I mean, since we've kind of gone down this rabbit hole, which, you know, social media is, uh, it is, it is a whole, mm-hmm. um, if you're going to do social media, somebody needs to pay attention to that social media page because the last thing you need is somebody coming on there and like saying something derogatory about your pastor or the church or, you know, just kind of running it down. Right. And then that comment just lingering day after day after day because nobody has been checking social media. So, you know, social media, everybody thinks about it excuse me, in grand terms of all that it can accomplish. And it can be a very strategic tool. At the same time, it can undermine the credibility of an individual or an organization like a church, excuse me, in a matter of seconds if it's not monitored. So to me, social media is a lot like having gasoline around a fire. Mm -hmm. It can either just burn the the the. Uh, fires brightly to help people see that city set upon a hill or it can also burn up the city set upon a hill right. and but that's why you don't just need to go oh gee let's just make a whole bunch of facebook posts and we'll just do this four days a week or whatever and then that's the only time anybody looks at it somebody needs to monitor mm-hmm. or it, it can it can get away and your reputation can be destroyed in a moment before you ever know what hit you and, and people who really don't know all the uh, uh, permissions you have within social media, a lot of them, like Facebook, you might have one person that's in charge of it. And so other people can, if they want to be able to post things, they can upload, but that manager decides what actually is right. posted. Yeah. And that's always a good thing because you can decide, okay, well, this may not be an appropriate picture or, you know, maybe uh, I, I see this comment and even comments you approve because you're yeah. right. I mean, there's people who uh, may have never visited your church, know nothing about pastor, yeah. that just want to say something very negative. Yeah. And uh, to try to hurt you. And that's, of course, that's just Satan just trying to discourage our uh, those lo- that local congregation. But that's why a person needs to be charged. Yeah. Now, here's the, the I, I can see this happening in our church. So the pastor says to, to this 15-year-old, Hey, you know all about social media. Won't you be in charge of our social media? Yeah, you know, and I hear people talk about this even on the organizational corporate level. It's like we just need to get you know a twenty-two-year-old to run our social media. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot of truth in the proficiency and the understanding that that person might have of multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. But like. So the world that I live in as communications director, I spend as much time probably protecting our reputation as an organization. And I've spent a lot of time over the past uh, nine years helping churches protect their reputation when a, when a crisis comes up. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, the person who's on social media needs to understand they might not be the person making decisions and calls on whether to respond to somebody on social, whether to delete a comment, let it ride. I mean, there's, there's decisions that need to be made. They might not necessarily be the ones who make those calls. Mm -hmm. There needs to be somebody that they report to that, that they would, they would say, Hey, this is what we've got going on. And frankly, when, when that happens, 
there needs to be like an instantaneous response. This isn't something, oh, gee, we'll wait. We'll get to that after staff meeting. If it's something that's negative, mm-hmm. you may not have an organization left at the end of staff meeting because yeah. by that time your reputation is already destroyed. So mm-hmm. just having the high school kid do it, that's great, but they still need direction and guidance and, and understanding what the expectations are for posting, right. for response, and for crisis. Yeah. So we talked a lot about social media. Of course, uh, a website is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, there's a f- different platforms that you can base. Is there any uh, free? Well, I guess uh, you can do some free website. Yeah. Uh, you you can do some free website, but honestly, for a few hundred bucks, you can get uh, you know a platform like Squarespace or Wix, something that's got some great. Uh, tech support. Mm-hmm. So if you have a question and don't understand how to customize, or even if you just used a template and started uploading and had a problem, uh, the places like that do, they have very responsive uh, uh, tech hotlines that help you solve your problem. Because uh, I mean, it's, it's to their benefit for your, you to be successful with their product. So great tech support. Uh, generally you can get a pretty basic site up and running for a few hundred dollars with hosting and some other stuff like that. Uh, you get some really nice contemporary out of the box platforms, So you don't really have to know anything about web design or anything like that. You can just sift through and look for something that fits. They have a lot of examples. Uh, in fact, you know, you can go on, they have, uh, categories that, you know, like nonprofits or, you know, different types of stuff and what and types of websites that people have in those categories that i mean you could go on for like nonprofit or whatever or probably church i haven't looked at it in a long time but and just see what other people have done you can even grab that same template and you know do do something very similar or probably even you know copy that website because you're going to wind up putting your your own church's information on so there's tools out there that are really very affordable and and really don't leave a church of any size with an excuse for well we just couldn't afford a website and you need somebody to kind of host it or help you along with it because you can't just put a website out there and just leave it because we live in a world that you know we have hackers that are trying mm-hmm. to get in websites so somebody logs into your site and it may be some sort of malware that's yeah. going to get i mean it, so you have to have someone that a company that's kind of helps you to work through all that yeah and that's the great thing about going with it i wish i was on some kind of a deal with squarespace here so i could get paid for all <laughs> this but uh nil deal but you know a company like that that does that i, I mean they monitor the security because they're monitoring their platform Mm -hmm. and they're uh, making adjustments as there are threats, but they're also uh, monitoring the security of the servers. They're making sure the servers work. If lightning strikes somewhere and knocks something out, they have redundancies to help that keep going. So there's a whole bunch of back end. you know, you might complain about, gee, it costs us 500 bucks to do such and such. Well, that $500 is getting a lot more than just what you see on a screen. There's a whole back-end administration and maintenance that that's helping to pay for that uh, you know you, you'll never have to bother with or do anything with because you know that the organization is taking care of that. Right. Let's talk about a simple thing like a logo. Mm. Um, 
you know, when we talk about, we talk about revitalization of churches a lot. Uh, what does either creating a logo for a church or changing logo for a church, what does it tell a congregation or tell the community? Yeah, you know, to me, logos are, logos are like stamps. I mean, a lot of times, like when you get an envelope, you know, I mean, the stamp is pretty obvious and you, you see it. Logos are like, you know, people can see that. And if there's a consistency in that branding through a logo, uh, it tells, well, first of all, it, it communicates a professionalism because it's just it's just branded with your logo. Second thing is, is, you know, what what is what is the logo? What's the logo say in itself, even if it's an image? Mm-hmm. Um, I generally am not a well probably more so than generally i'm not a big building logo guy like a big church building on right because to me the church is not a building church is people and we say that all the time but then we use pictures of churches buildings to communicate that um our old tennessee baptist mission board logo was a church building yeah so right after i started we redesigned a logo and now it just says tbmb and underneath it it says we serve churches Mm -hmm. Um, because that's our mission. So I, I think just thinking through what you want to communicate about uh, about your organization um, is important. Um, and then, you know, uh, people joke around with me about, do you own any shirts that aren't branded yeah. with a logo? And uh, the answer is, of course not, I don't. Right. No, I, I, I do. I just don't wear them to work. Um, and when I'm out, you know, it's amazing to me the number of people that see that and say, oh, I go to such and such Baptist church right. because they know that, you know, I'm connected with the Tennessee Baptist Convention, which their church is connected with. Right. So um, it's it's just every time that logo floats around town, it's free publicity. Right. I might have cost you 15 bucks for the T-shirt, but... Uh, you know, you're getting a lot of advertising dollars off a $15 t-shirt. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's why, um, you know, we like, we sell a lot of t-shirts, yeah. a lot of sweatshirts yeah. at camp. And so they love them. They're soft. Yeah. They like to wear them. Well, that's, that's marketing for us. And so people ask, it's funny cause we have a lot of volunteers <clears throat> that will come and stay for a, a couple of weeks at a time and do construction work and stay. And so their comment is, uh, you know, you, you need to give us a T-shirt. Yeah. And when we go to other projects, they ask, oh, where's that place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'll end up having that group of volunteers come in and help work here, yeah. too, because of just a T-shirt. Yeah. You know, and here's a funny thing. So uh, before my daughter went to college, so uh, I was at a conference, and university was canning out free T-shirts. So... Uh, I, of course, obviously you got to bring your children, any kind of giveaways at your conference. So I bring, uh, both my daughters, union university t-shirts. So, you know, about a year later, I'm saying, so what, uh, college you think about going to? We'd already talk about some other colleges and, you know, uh, Carson Newman college university and, and, uh, even UT. And she says, oh, I'm thinking about union. I said, well, why? Why union? She said, because I got a free T-shirt. Yeah. You know, she, so that made such a difference because she got this shirt. 
it had that name. She didn't even know where Union was. Right. <laughs> but she was ready to go because she saw the Well, and I stuff. will say, I have a closet full of Union University t-shirts, and they're really soft. Yeah. So uh, that's I love Union University because <laughs> they have great t-shirts. Yeah. So Plus, I have a lot of friends that work over there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about also, I think this is something that churches hopefully would not have to use this, but it's always good to have be prepared. What about a media statement? Yeah. Yeah. So I I think more than having a statement, I think a process mm-hmm. because the whatever the crisis is, because it's really what we're talking about, uh, whatever the crisis is, is going to determine what the statement is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, when it comes to like a crisis communications, I've consulted with a lot of churches over the past several years. And unfortunately, a lot of those things have to do with sexual abuse issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, fortunately, well, I don't know if that's the right word. You know, uh, 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 every sexual abuse issue is an unfortunate issue. Mm-hmm. Um, there has only been one of those that I've dealt with that actually occurred within the church. Mm-hmm. The rest of them have been something that's been like beyond the church uh, that that is a crisis uh, beyond the church from somebody that's within the church. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what I tell churches is you really have like three concentric circles that you you need to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. The first first is your church. Like if something like that comes up or whatever the crisis is, it might be. Uh, you know, unfortunate death of a, of a youth at youth camp or, um, you know, a embezzlement from the church secretary or whatever the thing may be, your first line of, of communication is the people in your church, your church community, um, especially leadership. And this is important for leadership. If leaders don't communicate well in a timely manner and instill confidence in that congregation that the leadership is handling that crisis in as transparent of a way as they can, because sometimes there are legal issues, impending investigations and stuff like that. They can't say everything that they may know at that time. But if they don't manage that well, they have a chance. There is the, the, the possibility that there could be a mass exodus from that church because there's no confidence in leadership because the leaders didn't manage well and communicate well mm-hmm. uh, to their church to help make help calm people's concerns, mm-hmm. especially if it involves a sexual abuse issue. And, and there's not a reason why people in the church should be panicked about it, uh, so that's important. The second uh, circle is community, mm-hmm. the community in which that church is. How is that statement that's being made, how is that church leadership communicating to its community? Because that has a a determination of how that church is perceived in that community. Mm -hmm. If in a crisis can be an opportunity, not necessarily a disaster. If a crisis is managed well, it can raise confidence in the community that that church it knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've heard of stories that there's a crisis in a community and uh, it's managed well and people from the from the community go to the church just to kind of see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And then really the third circle is like everybody beyond the community, like across the rest of the state or even if, you know, CNN, Fox show up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter 
what the people in the rest of the country and all that think about your local church. Because if you're, if your congregation is solid and people in your community have confidence, who cares what somebody in Seattle thinks about what's going on in, you know, uh, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Right. Um, if, you know, if the church has that managed well. So messaging is very important and it's something that has to be thought out mm-hmm. in advance. Like if, if a, if a crisis comes up, what is our process for, for managing that crisis and, and who is going to make that statement? Like who's going to be our spokesperson and, you know, those types of things. So, uh, unfortunately I can tell you the majority of the churches in our convention are not crisis ready. Hmm. Like they haven't thought through. Yeah. And I tell people there are two types of people, two types of organizations. There are those who have already had a crisis and those whose crisis hasn't yet hit because it's, it's coming. If it hasn't hit, it's coming hmm. and it's foolish not to be ready. Yeah. Well, and, if they, anybody who's listening wants more information or help with that, yeah, they can easily contact you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they can go. To, they can go to tmbaptist.org, yeah, uh, or they can call yes. the convention. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just call and uh, um, our uh, awesome uh, receptionist will direct your phone call, or you know, you can email me at cturner at tmbaptist.org. Right. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes yeah. and talking to me. I think these are pretty important things that church, d- they neglect to think about, and that could make a real impact on their community and their congregation. So thanks for Yeah, thanks for having me. For those who are listening to us, I hope that uh, if you're listening on, on iTunes or Spotify, that you'll leave a comment or just follow us, and we'll encourage others to listen to this great resource. Uh, Also, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Chris or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at carsonpodcast at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thank you for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast of TM Baptist Camps. Ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org or you can email us at carsonpodcast at tnbaptist.org.